0: hello everybody and welcome to the scoop slam podcast we're here on an pretty early update episode because the biggest news in probably the last 15 or 20 years of professional wrestling just came out of course i'm here with my co-host ryan mccree
1: we had to roll out of bed to talk about this one
0: it is pretty early here but uh as i'm sure all of you have heard vince mcmahon has retired as of eighteen hours ago he posted on his Twitter at seventy seven it is time for me to retire. Thank you, WWE Universe. Then now forever together. Hashtag thankful. Wow. Would you agree this is probably the biggest wrestling news to come out maybe since the Benoit stuff?
1: Gotta be since the WCW purchase at least. This is this is massive, man. Do you want want to go first talking about it?
0: Yeah, um, if you will let me. This is wild, and this got picked up by everybody. I mean, every news source was talking about that. Even our local news station I saw had a post on Facebook about it. Uh, I mean, everybody knows who Vince McMahon is. If you don't like wrestling, you know, you used to watch it at some point, something like that. Everybody still knows who Vince is. He announced that in his absence, Stephanie and Nick Khan... Stephanie is now CEO, and her and Nick Khan are co... Or, I'm sorry. Stephanie and Nick are co-CEOs of the company. How crazy Khan in
1: that same status as Stephanie?
0: Yeah, that's what kind of struck me a little... It, it was a little weird, because... I don't know. Stephanie's interim and I know that Nick is what, like the president of WWE.
1: But Nick Khan man, he gets stuff done. Like he is he has connections everywhere. He was a big time agent before he um before he came over to WWE. So he has a lot of Hollywood people and a um a lot of resources and he's been making the company a boatload of money since they got him but still in the same position as Stephanie McMahon, somebody that's been training for this position for the last 25 years.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, Man, it's kind of just crazy to think like the guy who won the whole thing, I know he's old, don't get me wrong, but the guy who won the Territory Wars, the guy who won the Monday Night Wars, the, the be-all, end-all wrestling promoter, the greatest promoter of all time,
1: is done. The Walt Disney of wrestling.
0: I've seen a lot of people on Twitter celebrating and, you know, dogging Vince. Obviously, I'm not going to say that Vince McMahon is a good person due to the things that came out. I don't think it that's ever been like something that people questioned. Um, I'm not going to say that Vince McMahon has been a great promoter and booker 24-7, because obviously there's been some bad stuff to come out of that promotion. But at the end of the day, you cannot sit here and tell me that Vince is not the greatest promoter of all time. Vince is not the greatest promoter booker of all time like you can say what you want to but oh old ecw yeah yeah, yeah. it lasted for like six years vince made this last for over 50 brought you countless moments from andre the giant being slammed to the rise of, of stone cold and stone cold versus rock rock versus hogan mankind being thrown off the cell uh, the Triangle Ladder Match, you name it. Eddie winning the title at WrestleMania, Crispin Benoit winning the title at WrestleMania, all the way up to the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, the retirement of The Undertaker. It doesn't matter. You can say what you want to about the current product. Vince is still the greatest booker of all time. There will never be another Vince McMahon, and that's just how it is.
1: Once in a lifetime. And I cannot believe that it's, it's over, man. Like, so many of my childhood memories, they're, he's the catalyst. He is pro wrestling. What are we going to be without him? I know the product's been trashed the last couple of years, yeah. But still, he he's not been, I mean, the product has not been unwatchable. He's still giving us countless, countless stuff to look forward to. and. Man, a world without Vince at the helm, there's a lot, a lot that can go wrong. Yeah.
0: I didn't think this would come for another 10 or 15 years, to be honest with you. I know he's 77, but I just always kind of thought, you know, he's kind of like the Undertaker, I guess. You just kind of never thought Vince would get old, or if he did, he was just kind of kind of die doing what he loved. Hey, but. Watching Vince the last couple of
1: years, he definitely looks old.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. And
1: sounds old, too.
0: Yeah, especially that stunner, I think. Um, <laughs> that was probably the crowning moment of, yeah. He's old. Yeah, but it's one of those things. Um, and I watched Rampage last night, so we'll talk about this on the – Weekly Review, uh, it's just one of those things, like when I was watching that Christopher Daniels-Jay Lethal match. I mean, you don't want to see your heroes get old, but it's just the truth of the matter. And I know, you know, I don't want to gloss over the fact, old age is not why Vince did this. Obviously, the allegations came out of course, against him in the Wall Street Journal. And from what I hear, there's still more coming out. So... At this point, I think it was, uh, you know, this is probably the best move for the company, the family, his public image, so people can thank him now before all this stuff comes out. But, man, what a wild run. What a way to go out. And, I mean, like I said, there will never be another Vince McMahon. That's just how it is.
1: Crazy, man. It's crazy. Never thought. I thought he would die in the chair. You think he pull a Tom Brady and come back a month
0: later? <laughs> what would happen if he did that? I really don't think that he would if it was a if it was not a public company, I have no doubt in my mind that he would have just stayed. The stock prices
1: has been taking a hit since all these allegations came out.
0: And now you wonder too. Not that I think that WWE will fail. That's not what I'm saying. Way too big. Yeah, it's a brand at this point. But what, going into the future, what can we expect? Obviously, the rumors came out about the TV 14 stuff coming out. I thought SmackDown was a lot better than last week, and it was pretty decent. You know, is Stephanie going to be, I mean, is Stephanie still going to text her dad and be like, Hey, you know, what do you think I should do here? And who's head booker now? Is it Stephanie or is it triple H? I heard that it was 90% Bruce Pritchard.
1: Well, they still got a bunch of writers. I think it's probably just going to get filtered to Steph and she gets like the, the okay. But I don't think Steph is right in this show.
0: That's what I wondered because, I I mean, I heard things going around that Bruce was like the final say-so guy, but also I heard that he probably won't make it to the end of the year. Yeah. I heard Kevin Dunn probably won't make it to the end of the year. Hopefully. So we shall see how this is going to play out. I'm sure more news and like inner workings of the wwe stuff will come out but again man this is just wild and to see this many people dogging him like i understand the AEW might be your favorite thing right now but at some point in your life wwe was king Uh, i mean there was nothing else really like yeah there was tna for a little bit there There was Ring of Honor for a little bit there, but nothing's been on WWE's level in 20, 25 years, you know, except AEW.
1: And even before that, they were on top. Like Vince bought the company in what, 82, 83? I think so. So, uh, was that, a 20, no, not 20, 40... Help me out with the quick math, Micah.
0: Yeah, if you bought it in eighty two, it's forty years ago.
1: That's crazy. Forty years.
0: And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'll quote or I will read Gerald Briscoe's tweet because I thought that this tweet made a lot of sense. He he tweeted out disappointed to see all you jabronis celebrating the retirement of a man who gave you a world that gave you so much enjoyment growing up events never existed all you marks would have sadder lives than you already do he then came back and tweeted to be clear the allegations of workplace misconduct are very serious and disappointing and i applaud the board for holding people accountable for their actions um and i see his point here because like I, w- at the end of the day, what is pro wrestling without Vince McMahon? What truly happens if Vince is not at the helm of WWE or WWF when the whole Monday Night Wars goes down? You know, does Vince take over the territories? What kind of wrestling are we looking at in 2022 with no Vince McMahon?
1: He brought us into the mainstream. And the people there are celebrating his downfall, Man, those are two completely different audiences from the live audience. You see how Vince got cheered and got chants of thank you, Vince? Like, the IWC and the actual people that pay money to watch the show are very much different.
0: Yeah, and, you know, people can fault people for clapping him or chanting for him when he comes out. At the end of the day, that's Vince McMahon himself standing in front of you. Not many people get to see that these days. You know, maybe if you're a fan in the 90s, but now how many like true, you know, new fans can say I was there when Vince McMahon was there. I saw Vince McMahon with my own eyes. Um, not many. And for them to dog him, you know, people people can say what they want to. He needed to retire earlier and the show has been bad for years. Okay, have you not seen how hard it is for literally every single wrestler ever to step away? Like who stepped away at the right time? Almost nobody. look at taker, look at Triple H. look at Sean. Sean may be the only one well, no because he oh, came, he came back out and, yeah um I mean, nine times out of ten, wrestlers are going to overstay their welcome. And you can't be mad at a man for being a little, you know, eh, about handing his brainchild his, you know, everything he's worked his entire life for, to just hand it to somebody else like that. It's wild. It's
1: wild. Where where's Shane at? I always thought Shane was gonna get this spot, man. Shane just have no in, in back.
0: I always thought Shane would be maybe in a higher backstage role. But I I just always had a feeling Stephanie was going to take it since Shane left in, what, like 2008 and didn't come back for a long time. That's when I was like, yeah, I think Stephanie will probably do it.
1: And he did piss everybody off about that Royal Rumble.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure <laughs> that Stephanie will bring him back at some point as probably a upper-level backstage role. But, really? I don't think they have, like, I don't think she wants
1: Shane there, man. I think she I think she loves Shane, but she probably doesn't want to work side-by-side side with Shane. How about Triple H coming back, too? That was news at the start of yesterday.
0: Yeah, I was, I see, I thought that had already happened, but then I guess they made an official statement about it. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, that's cool. So, so, Laronitis is
1: out, and Triple H is now the current talent relations guy, which I don't think he was over that role before. It was Laronitis, and then it was um Carano before that. So, this is a whole new position for Triple H. So, he's dealing with all the, the new recruits. He's signing people.
0: I think that's a good move for them, especially when you look at, you know, Black and Gold NXT, and I'm sure Triple H could probably. I don't think,
1: I don't think they're going for those type of guys anymore. Black and Gold NXT, I think they're going for all the jacked up athletes with name, image, and likeness, and they're going to train everybody from scratch. I don't like that. By the way, you should have a mixture of both.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean that did just pick up Roxanne and she was nobody. She was well, I said she was nobody. <laughs> she wasn't anybody that like had made a name for herself in college or anything like that. Like she was strictly a pro wrestler. So Ooh. Roxanne, I think she's uh Oh, Roxy, uh, the ROH Women's Champ. Yeah. yeah, but now she's Roxanne, isn't she? Roxanne Perez or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, So, I don't know. I definitely think that I would rather have Triple H scouting talent over Laura Naitis. Oh, yeah. But, because look at the stars of black and gold NXT and look at the AEW stars. Their tag champs right now are Swerve and Keith Lee, two guys that came from NXT. I know they were indie guys before that, but, you know, Adam Cole, and I'm missing... Just an absolute plethora of people. But still. Miro. Yeah Miro. I mean there's a lot of guys that came up in that black and gold NXT era. That are in AEW. And that I'm not saying that as a knock on AEW. To, because to me personally. It's not where you came from. It's who you are. So you can say oh they're all X WWE guys. But their name. Yeah. You always have it attached to you, but it's the same thing. You know, if LeBron's on the free market, I'm not going to not sign LeBron just because, oh, he he went and played for the Lakers, and we're the Clippers, so we don't like the Lakers. That's different. That's different. That's different. When you're
1: just polluting your roster with rejects from another channel, how are you ever going to build an audience up? We've seen these guys for 10, 15 years. 're tired of these guys build up new guys how you how are you ever gonna protect the future if you don't build it right now but no I agree uh, with you. we gotta sign Keith Lee and Malachi black and FTR all these guys that made their name in black and gold meanwhile you got guys like, like Ricky Starks in the background will Hobbs you got mjf that got P.O.'d with all the all the new signings and him not getting his respect, you're making the the established guys. Well, not the established guys, but the homegrown guys that AEW brought in. You're 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 alienating them, and they're gonna jump ship, just like the the radicals did in 2000. WCW, they got tired of being on the back burner, and one day, they just made the jump and WCW never recovered. That's what's going to happen with AEW. If you don't build your homegrown guys, you're going to lose them. We'll take a Wardlow. We'll take an MJF. We'll take a Ricky Starks. If you guys aren't going to use them to their potential, why be there? Why be there waiting on the next WWE reject to come in and get all your TV time? Why would you do that?
0: I mean, I see your point. Um, I think there are definitely some signings that I would not be – that I personally would not make. Uh, I think the ones you listed are ones that I would still go through with. The Malachi Blacks, the Miro's, the FTR's. Um, I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head. You know, I, I like Claudio. Don't get me wrong. Do we really need Claudio, though? Or could you not? It just... we need
1: Tony Nice?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean... Jake Hager, I know he was one of the first guys, so, you know, I'm sure there's still a relationship there. He may even still be on the first contract, but, like, do we really still need Jake Hager, and does he need to be on this show as frequently as he is? There's a lot of x w w guys that aren't better than, you know, say, a Ricky Starks or something like that, and we're kind of getting a oh. little off-topic with this, but... <laughs> You know, I think it is relevant. Like I said last week, you know, this is... We don't know what the WWE looks like without Vince McMahon. And this is either going to be really good for AEW or really bad for AEW. And like I said last week, I would be turning up the heat on Wednesday nights. You think... What do you think? You think the product
1: is gonna gonna change, or they're gonna pretty much write the same type of show?
0: I think it may be altered a little bit. Um, I'm sure Stephanie has her dad's ways about things, but i I feel like Stephanie is somebody who vouched for the TV fourteen thing. You think, like, Paul Heyman would have a bigger impact on the product? I could see that. I could see Paul being head booker if he wanted to That'd be it. crazy. He was head booker a few years ago. Mm, yeah. Why did he ever get pulled out of the position? Or did he step down? Well, they um,
1: I think they pulled him out, like, right after they pulled out Eric Bischoff from the position. <laughs> And the show wasn't that much different with Heyman booking it quotation marks because I'm pretty sure Vince still had ultimate say. Um, the angles that were happening were a little a little weird because you had a you had a cuck angle with um Maria Canellis and um, Mike Canellis and uh, that was when the 24/7 title first appeared. It was just a weird time back then. And he only had it for like a few months, and then I think uh, they shifted him just the managerial stuff with Brock. But having him well, with ultimate creative control, that'd be something. Give him a smackdown like the old days. Or maybe Jarrett, man. I know we dog Jeff Jarrett still, but maybe he got a little something left in the um, the creative juices left to give.
0: Maybe. Uh, I mean, I really don't know. There's a whole host of people you could put in there. And uh, do you bring somebody who is in that WWE system, like a Bruce Prichard, per se, or do you go, you know, okay. He's a goner. Yeah. Or or do you, you know, okay, it's a new era. This is the Stephanie McMahon era. This is the Nick Khan era. We're going to bring in somebody new. Because I think that's what a lot of people are expecting. And, ah, like, that's that's another thing, too. People are happy about it, but they don't know what this looks like. They don't understand. This could get worse.
1: <laughs> it could, yeah. It could.
0: And not that I think that it will, but it's a very, like, probable thing to happen. Look at TNA when they went through booking changes. You know, you can say what you want. Oh, you know, thank God Vince is gone. But like, this could be, it could be even more corny. Stephanie could turn the dial up 150% and nobody knows. Nobody knows what this is going to be. So I think these, this next year, this next few months are going to be really interesting to be watching WWE. WWE. Um, especially taking this moment right now where we are on July twenty third of twenty twenty two and looking at it where when we're you know, talking about WrestleMania next year, looking at it even at the end of this year, who knows what will be different. This is this is a new era right here, man. This is a new era.
1: What are we gonna do? Where do we go from here?
0: Yeah, and like I said, if I'm Tony. Turning the burner on, and we're fixing to go because not that I think that Tony could ever buy out the WWE unless they did something just what if that happened? <laughs> <sighs> well, I think first you've got to be able to get over 1.3 million on your weekly television programming. But
1: well, he, his dad's a billionaire, he can't just
0: ask his dad for the money. How much would wwe even be worth though probably about because the ufc sold for what five billion yeah but i think that was before the ufc was even what it is today so maybe i say in the same range about five billion i could see that um what did elon musk buy twitter for didn't he pull out of that yeah but what was he gonna buy it for (laughs) 30 billion yeah, I think it would probably be 5 10 somewhere in that range. It's really crazy when you think about what they bought WCW for.
1: Yeah, Vince paid more money in his affairs than he did for Booker T's contract.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess we'll tie it up here.
1: There'll be more to come out in the next week or two.
0: Yeah, and we'll keep updating it, you know, on our weekly review programming, but I definitely feel like this deserved its own episode because, like I said, this is one of the biggest topics to come out of wrestling in God knows how long. Um, You know, at the end of the day, say what you want to. Vince McMahon deserves his props for what he gave to the business, What you know, how influential he was. Like I said, the product may not be great now, but from 1997 to 2006, the product was on top consistently, and throughout the 80s, he shaped what pro wrestling would look like for the next decade, and he continued to do that to the next decade and the next decade and the next decade. At the end of the day, Vince McMahon deserves his thank you. Despite, and I'm an AEW fan, but Vince is Vince, so thank you, Vince.
1: Do you think Do you think he comes out Monday, takes his last bow in Madison Square Garden? Because what what better way to go out than in Madison Square Garden, the building that his dad booked, the building that his grandfather booked, and the building that that he's been booking for the last. 40 years. You think he comes out for one last bow? Vince Vince, too cool for
0: that? I think he should. Me personally, just so... I don't know. I still feel like you need that 100% validation to see Vince out there, to see it's over with. It's, you know, this is his final bow. Like you said, there's no better way to tie it up than in msg and i think it's kind of fitting that their next show is at msg well hold up
1: now i see i can see something else that would fit better what if they just replayed the limo explosion segment
0: Let's <laughs> kill them all oh man if the If the Crispin Wah stuff was not (laughs) loosely attached to the limo exploding, I would say that might be a decent (laughs) way to go out. Uh,
1: Yeah, man, but in all seriousness, thank you, Vince. he will be missed.
0: I guess we'll end that here. Thank you for tuning in. Like I said, we will keep following up on our weekly updates. But if you like what you're hearing, please listen to our weekly review. We do one every week uh, coming out Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, just depending on the length of, you know, whatever we talked about that week. We go over Raw, SmackDown, AEW, Dynamite, and Rampage. So, like I said, if you like what you hear, give us a follow. Find us on Twitter at Scoop Slam Pod. Find us on Instagram at Scoop Slam Pod. You can also find us on Apple Podcast and Anchor FM. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you have a good rest of your day.